0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. It up Minnesota, Dotson lays it off. Boxel moving forward, pushes it wide right. DJ Taylor on it now. Taylor ahead, Longwane. Longwane, sharp angle, right side with a shot. He scores! Oh, pinballs around It's up in the back of the net. Bung, who played goal, one eight does it for
1: a third straight match. Attaboy, Bungie, it's 1-1. Well, did he do it for a third straight match? Jonathan Harrison here, welcoming you back into Loon Talk. It's been a while since I've been here. AJ and Dan have picked up the slack in my, in my absence, so I appreciate you two guys for doing that. But uh, welcome into another edition of Loon Talk, boys. Good to be back. Good to be back with you guys. Talking Minnesota United.
0: Yeah, you owe us big time. Big time, so. Yeah, I'm still. What?
2: I'm still waiting for that check to go through here, so we're still. Uh... <laughs> hey, you talked to Phil about that. That's not on me. <laughs> own goals. I'm not a big fan of
0: own goals. Let me just say that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Somebody
0: should know. get credit for that. <laughs>
1: All right, so Dan's got his coffee mug. I've got my <sighs> jug of chocolate milk. AJ, what what do we got here? You got your coffee mug, your Lego coffee mug. I like it.
0: Uh-huh. Wow. Yep. mine's, not, mine's an adult. not. adult. Mine's not suitable for uh, radio. <laughs>
1: uh it's a monday holiday dan i don't think we're doing that today oh okay yeah i think uh that's gone out the window uh yeah own goals kind of suck especially when you attribute them to the wrong guy yeah but the league has continued to do yeah and how do you correct it
0: how do you come up with a way and i understand that there are some that really should be an own goal and nobody deserves credit but there should be a way to when a guy really makes a great effort and when a ball is struck that hard. And it's as I said in the call, pinballing around. To me, that's a goal. He scored that goal. Nobody, you know, t- you know, if a defender turns and redirects it in his own goal accidentally, that's an own goal. But when you when you strike the ball cleanly, hard, and it ricochets off somebody, uh, to me, that's a goal. I know, and I understand that the ball was moving away from the goal, went off the keeper's back, and in. But still, I don't know. I don't know. There's a gray area there somewhere. I'd like to see fixed, but. <laughs> They don't yeah. they don't care.
1: Yeah, it just gets attributed to Justin Glad for some reason, even though yeah. if, if I'm remembering correctly from Saturday night, maybe I'm wrong because I haven't gone back and watched it yet. I was a little busy yesterday and it's still 9:30 in the morning on Monday morning when we're recording this. So definitely haven't done anything today. Just woke up and rolled into the, the podcast studio here. Uh if I'm remembering correctly, that ball went off the goalpost and off of the back of the goalkeeper and into the back of the net. Justin Glad touched none of it, but for some reason he gets attributed. The own goal when if we're attributed that own goal to anybody it should be zach McMath, the goalkeeper but yeah i'm with you and, and long line, add Hulu that long to line. my
0: rules add yeah. that to my rules goalkeepers <laughs> cannot get charged with an own goal
1: he's Unless the they goalkeeper. blatantly just kick it in
0: well yeah but i mean he's the goalkeeper of course it's going to go off of him yeah all right, so if it goes off the goalkeeper, it should not be an own goal. Sorry, Unless that's just. Justin funny.
1: Glad was on like the defense of bongie at the time, His- and he was the one who tipped it in.
0: <laughs> he was he was in the area. He was right behind or next to the goalkeeper. It didn't look as though he touched it, but they I, I didn't see a lot of looks at it. So yeah, yeah whatever. All right, let's move on. I'm just getting yeah, crabby watch. now. It's too early for this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dan clearly just woke up too because he's Man, crabby as well. All right. Trough-y. Let's jump right into it. Loons won, Real Salt Lake won. We're going to completely skip past 4-0 last Tuesday because I just don't care to talk about that. And it's just uh, a gross yeah, game. So, uh, <laughs> no reason to talk about that. U.S. Uh, the Minnesota United dumped from the U.S. Open Cup, unfortunately. So there you go, some of our predictions. Uh, Loons won, Real Salt Lake one. Boys, let's start off here. Didn't real Didn't really feel like either team deserved the win. It felt like a very sloppy, gross game that a 1-1 draw <laughs> kind of felt suitable for it.
0: Yeah, I don't know, don't know how else it probably should have ended. Um, it, was, it looked like two teams that have been playing too much soccer lately, and, yeah. and unfortunately, I think that's kind of what it was. Um, and the effort was there. I mean, these guys, at the end of that match, were completely spent. I mean, they, if both teams tried to will themselves and, and push themselves to that next level in order to get the win. But it just it it appeared as though they just could not. Um, And I don't know if the if the schedule is going to continue to be this intense uh, in the MLS, they might have to expand the rosters or something. I don't know, (laughs) because they need more bodies out there. I don't know. It just it wasn't pretty. You're right.
2: Yeah, I I felt like the game is like when so if you're racing somebody on like ice. You can get up to speed and you look all right, but as soon as you have to turn directions, you're slipping and <laughs> sliding, you're falling all over the place, and it's not fun to watch because this yeah. match was a, it was back and forth. Um, I wouldn't say there was a lack of chances where it shouldn't have been 1-1 as a final, but um, it, it, it wasn't the prettiest 90 minutes in stoppage time of soccer. That's for sure. So uh, 1-1 probably deserved. I don't think either team necessarily like stuck their head above the, the crowd and in really displayed dominance, but um to say that you know it was uneventful for one-one, I think would be Mm. not doing it justice.
1: Yeah, there was definitely their moments, but I'm I'm gonna go back to a point that Dan said. Uh if we're gonna continue cramming the schedule as with as many tournaments and games and other things as possible, we're going to need to expand these rosters and we're gonna need to expand the salary cap because that's where these rosters are really getting Constricted is that the lack of salary cap space for these teams to operate within, and it's just it's hampering these teams. Players are getting injured, like the loons have. We, the loons have plenty of injuries. We'll get to that in a little bit. But if we're gonna have leagues cup, if we're gonna have U.S. Open Cup, cup, mm-hmm. if the teams at the top end of the tournament are gonna have Concacaf Champions League, if for some reason MLS is gonna somehow sneak their way, sneak a team or two into uh, Copa Libertadores down in South America how many games are you expecting these players (laughs) to play? This is just getting absurd at this point to the point where you're going to need bigger rosters, more salary cap space, because there's just no way you can have 22 guys last an entire season. When you have games like the, like Minnesota United have had over the past, what, 24 days, it'll be eight games uh, Mm -hmm. coming set coming Wednesday. It's eight games in 24 days. That's an absurd turnaround. Even Manchester United couldn't do that and hold up throughout the season. They held on by, by the skin of their teeth at the end of the season holding on to third place in, in the Premier League after having to play three a game every three days for five months straight. It's just stupid <clears> how <throat> we continue to ask so limited a number of players to play just an incredibly uh, intense amount of games in a short amount of time. Just The league needs to expand the roster and the salary cap.
0: And that's why losing uh, to Houston in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup to me was a good thing. They they don't have the bodies to continue this pace and keep trying to you know squeeze in uh, U.S. Open Cup matches and um and I think I think getting out of that was probably the best thing for the club overall right now and because uh, they've got like I said they're pretty thin right now and it's not that they have so many devastating injuries but you lose two or three guys and all of a sudden all your depth is gone and. Uh, and I, think that's where we're at right now. There's not a, I asked you before the match, I said, eh, I wasn't expecting Rosales to get the start. And you said, there's nobody else. I said, good point. I guess he's starting. So, uh, the depth, it, it, it's amazing how quickly depth just disappears. You think we're a decent team as far as depth. And then, uh, you know, you get two guys hurt, three guys hurt, a couple guys with little nickels and then, uh, uh, boom, your, your depth is gone. So, uh, something's got to change. I think you're right.
2: Yeah, it's 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 getting a little thin. I, I think last week, Dan, you and I talked and I made a comment about um kind of the the trend maybe over Adrian Heath's tenure about sometimes he doesn't re- maybe rest guys when they need, mm-hmm. he can't. He just physically can't do that right now. That was a mistake on my yeah. part just because the lack of, I, I didn't realize just how short they are of bodies coming off the bench, yeah. um, at least quality bodies for sure. So it, like it, as much as you want to rest some of these guys, for maybe a more crucial match down the road, but they just can't, they do, they don't have somebody that can slot in and actually play that position. So it's really, it's really tough to navigate that, those waters right now. Yeah.
1: It's Adrian, Heath doesn't have the most enviable of tasks of trying to find game time off for some of his players, especially when they pull up in the 10th minute with what looked like a a pulled hamstring or something like Kamar Lawrence did. And he battled Mm -hmm. it out for another 50 minutes, but then he was eventually substituted off and, yeah, as as Dan and I were talking about, as you mentioned, Dan, there's no one else at this point other than Josef Rosales. And mm-hmm. the rumors last week, and Adrian and I talked about this in the pre-match show interview, uh, of possibly selling Luis San Maria, which has been confirmed by the Pioneer Press and has been confirmed by some other outlets as well, that there's talks between the club and some other teams that Luis San Maria might be sold this summer or at some point. Uh, Adrian's like, no one's Adrian told me in the pre-match interview, no one's leaving now because we don't have enough bodies. Like those calls may be happening. Mm -hmm. He said, they're always fielding calls and they're always making calls uh, as any good team would do, but they don't have bodies, enough bodies to send players out and take the sale money for it unless they're bringing in bodies in, which you can't do for another six or seven weeks. So if anything's going to happen in that department, and I know that's, that's a really big talking point among loons fans. This last week is potential transfers. If anything's <clears throat> gonna happen, it's not gonna happen until July when that summer transfer window opens up because the loons just don't have enough able bodies to take a pitch for them uh without Louis San Maria taking the field. And as much as we may not like that because of his lack of production this year and his uh iffy first touch and kind of mistake prone play, he's he's the guy right now until they can bring in someone else, and that's not gonna happen until July.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it, this is what it is. It is what it is, as they say, and it's not going to change quickly. Um, the good thing is this team can win with what they have without, without Robin. And the good thing is Emmanuel Reynoso should be every day getting a little bit closer to returning to the lineup. Um, I'm guessing that. That's been a part of our write that down and some of our predictions, but um, I would think that he's not too far away from at least a substitution type uh, appearance. So uh, eventually, that's going to have to happen. So
2: I'm sorry, I can't get over. What are you <laughs> drinking out of a like? We have normal. Dan and I have normal drinkware here. We have cups. You just have a jug of chocolate milk. Like a have like you, a half gallon jug that you're just going at. Right. Dan, you can sit this one out because we've talked about this before on the podcast. Pre AJ, The caveman.
0: He's a like caveman. I, th- I,
2: I thought it was like maybe you had like a like a special mix. You're trying to lose weight or whatever. So it's like this has to. I I, 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 don't, know. I don't know. AJ, how long have you known me? But are you just oh, going going what?
0: To, are you going to? You think he needs to, to, lose, to lose weight? weight? That's no, so not mean.
2: Not. This felt frame. No, you have a petite dancer's figure. You don't need to do anything. Are you just going to go put that back in the fridge when you're done like nothing happened?
0: Yeah. No, there I'm won't the o- be any. I'm the only
2: one who drinks out of that no. in the house. Okay, though. okay. That makes for good. good.
1: My son doesn't like chocolate milk. He likes strawberry milk. I don't get it. My wife Dad, prefers okay. coffee over to chocolate milk. So she she gets <laughs> me this, and she's like, this is yours. Have it. <laughs> And let, let's let's start off with this point. Dan and I have had this conversation before, so Dan, you can kind of sit this one out unless you want to chirp in from the <laughs> Peanuts Gallery. Have you ever had, AJ, quick trip, quick trip Chocolate Milk? Yeah, I have. It is the best chocolate milk around. I will hear no arguments. That is what this is, and it is delicious, and it's the thing that's waking me up in the morning. Is that your pitch for a, for a brand deal with Quick Trip? <laughs> I mean, if they want to, I will take as much <laughs> free chocolate milk. They don't need to pay me any money. Just send me...
2: Gallons of, that, of their chocolate milk,
1: and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll be the middleman.
2: We'll negotiate something where you have to pound at least a half gallon of chocolate milk every broadcast. Simple. Easy. I can see. You have I can to, like, see no it now. Deal. That's that's a two hour broadcast. Let's do this. Can't, can't
0: you see the billboards, AJ? It's, <laughs> it's 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 Jonathan with a jug of chocolate milk in a white T shirt with chocolate milk running down the front. <laughs> I can just see it.
1: Just pounding like Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin good. back in the day.
2: Uh, got milk. <laughs> that's the bottom line because john harrison said so. all
1: right that's enough chocolate milk talk oh my goodness on here for now until aj gets distracted by me just drinking out of a gallon jug of <laughs> chocolate milk or a half gallon jug of chocolate milk uh, we'll get to that later on uh yeah it's the loons and Rail salt lake had their moments but it was a very sloppy game but it was one of those games where it's just like you could tell and dan mentioned this on the broadcast you could tell once that final whistle blew all the players were exhausted. Nobody else want. they didn't want to be out there. And they didn't, it seemed like they didn't have the energy to get back to the locker room because as soon as that final whistle blew, it was hands on knees for 22 players across the pitch and they were just gassed.
0: Yeah, yeah. they were done. There's nothing left in the tank, AJ. We, it was just, uh, and you see that a lot of times you're down in Dallas or somewhere where it's, 95 degrees and humid but this was one where the weather was actually pretty good and that's why it was a little surprising to see them that exhausted and they and that 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 shows two things these teams are playing too much and that they both teams really did put an effort into trying to get a result in this thing so um it, it was a combination of those two things not the heat it was hot but not that hot
2: yeah and i felt like it was it, like there wasn't I maybe say a sacrifice of quality later on like we talked about it wasn't the highest quality of soccer for that 90 minutes but when you get down to that nitty-gritty the final 15 and you could tell they're gonna maybe start feeling fatigue here there was I don't know I, I would say it was still and maybe it opened up the field more but I don't think anything was sacrificed it was the final whistle and then you could tell that but I wouldn't have maybe anticipated for the final few minutes that like, Oh, as soon as this whistle blows, these guys are going to be keeling over and they are going to need a stretcher to get back to the locker room. So um, they, they wanted, they wanted the three points on both sides.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, though the effort was all there. It was, they, they were all, they were laying it out there. And maybe that's the main reason why they were so exhausted afterwards uh, was that these two teams did really compete and, 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 you know, there were plenty of cautions and uh, it was physical at times. So yeah, it wasn't due to lack of effort. It, it mm-hmm. just, it just felt at the end, like I think both teams, neither one had anything to say, but okay, all right, we did our best. Let's go hit the showers. So.
1: And to round out this conversation of this game, let's get back to the point where we started the podcast. Bong Klee continues to just be the guy for Minnesota United. 22 years old. Did we expect Bongi to take this big of a step this season? We saw that he got a ton of game time last year. We saw at the beginning of the season, this kid is very raw. We saw him develop through the year. I don't think even the club, if you're giving them truth serum, expected him to take this big of a step coming into his second season with the club.
0: We weren't even sure that he would, uh, last year, uh, would even be with the club. We thought maybe he was headed for uh, MNUFC 2 and, and to take some time there because of his age. And then even at the end of last year, I thought, eh, you know, he's he's got speed. and yeah. but But all of a sudden, this year, he started showing some finesse and some great touch along with that great speed. And he absolutely has made himself an impact player faster than I think that than what I thought. And I think faster than the club thought, too. I don't think they thought he would be his learning uh, curve would be quite this steep. But it's been it's been really fun to watch.
2: Yeah, it's been a remarkable jump. And I want to give myself a little credit, because if you go back to our first show of the oh, season, when it was the uh, who, who's your most expected player to take that huge jump. bongy Believer, <laughs> bongy Believer, BB <laughs> <Day laughs> one. Yeah, he's in the bb club in the bb club so <laughs> um no i i i don't think like you said i don't think anybody in the club expected this big of a jump i think a lot of people expected improvement, improvement uh, because he had like that raw skill set there he, he he was the pre-formed like clay but then all through the off season that that artist that sculptor was wow making an actual pottery piece and putting it in the kiln and now it's now it's a finished nice vase a vase if you will Wow. And he's out there on a nightly basis doing, doing his thing. Yeah. Did they skip
0: the glazing process or did you just forget to mention that?
2: No, see that he's glazing. not a finished product. He's not a finished product. Yet. <laughs> he's not a finished product yet. We're going to, uh, we're, I think we're going to see even more, maybe not this season, but I think his ceiling from maybe what was expected last year, it's now a two story house, you know, like he, he's going to keep rising and I think we're going to see a more finished product as time progresses, because now he's like really getting into that groove. He's really feeling himself. Um, he just has to keep honing his skills.
0: I'm going to work that into my next uh, <clears throat> Bongi goal call. Like yeah. a fine piece of pottery.
2: <laughs> the great <laughs> South African. <laughs> the great
0: <laughs> South African dynasty pottery piece.
2: Next <laughs> uh, vase. or He's or
0: a vase. He's vase. nothing but a vase full of goals. <laughs> he's the goal vase. All
2: right, Peter Jury, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I think the thing for me you guys mentioned the finesse part of it of his gameplay that we've started to see this season I think the thing for me is the physical play him being able to just hold up bodies play the play kind of box out when the ball gets into the into the penalty box him just being able to box out defenders and just continue playing on instead of going to the ground like we see a lot of players in this league trying to draw the foul he just stays up and continues dribbling on and getting into dangerous areas like he did on the rail Salt Lake goal, he kind of backed down a guy as the ball was bouncing around, got the ball under control, then ran at the end line and take took the shot. And it's all because of this physical play that he has in him that we haven't that we didn't get to see a whole lot of last year. He's really clearly put on some muscle and been able to put on some weight to the point where he's able to take some of these hard hits from the defender, from the opposing defenders and be able to continue his play. And I think that's the part that's impressed me the most this season.
0: Yeah, I don't think we saw any of that last year. No, um, because uh, this year he came out, and I remember the first couple of matches were like, "Wow, Vongi's being really physical," uh, and that was a surprise because we knew he was fast. We knew that speed was his game, and all of a sudden, somewhere, I don't know what he did. I don't know what he did in that short off season, but he got more physical sure. and he got more and he got more skilled um, because he's now making moves in the open pitch that I didn't think he had. You know. Yeah. and they just boom they're there this year and a lot of it has to do with confidence you know you you can do a lot of things if you're confident so the, the time he got in last season must have been enough Where during the off season he felt really confident and he worked on things and he he just came in this year knowing that he could play in this league and man it's been it's been fun to watch but for a while he led the team in fouls committed and fouls suffered i think he still leads the club by a long shot in fouls suffered Which means that not necessarily people are targeting him, but as Jonathan was saying, he's putting himself in a position to take fouls rather than avoiding that. Which any normal human being would say, okay, this is going to hurt. I'm going to avoid this. He just holds his ground and and takes the hit, takes the contact, and draws a lot of fouls. So, yeah, his game is much more well-rounded. Um, <clears throat> like a Voss than I thought it would be at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, I think the normal idea for the archetype of like that fast, skillful guy is he's very nimble, but the balance, the strength, the the just the ability to play physical isn't there. And I think Bongi has really kind of flipped that notion on its head. Um, like the the expression my dad used growing up to describe some certain athletes is like they're a horse with legs, which doesn't really make sense when you think about it, but in the sense of like. The body is so firm and dense and it's built so strong, but then he's got the legs to really get the the train moving. So he's able to stand his ground, box people out, and horse with legs. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I can use that one
0: in a goal call, too.
2: Yeah. Hey, you're welcome. I got (laughs) keep them coming.
0: I I like this stuff. The
2: last free one for you horse Um, with legs. Like the the only guy I can think of that kind of matches that right now in just like the soccer world is maybe Adama Traore who the guy looks oh, like a football dude, linebacker but it, in the <laughs> sense of his, in the sense of his speed and his strength not the shooting and the other stuff in the sense of only the speed and strength because the guy looks <laughs> like a linebacker not He's the oils he puts ripped. on his arms yeah, well, yeah. The how else are they going to stop him? But then, uh, and, and he, on the oil, he's got the uh, he's got the like the turtle thrusters there too. So, Bongi's been able to use his speed, and now he also has that physicality in his game, which I think makes him um, a very tough winger to face for any any fullback who's going up against him on a nightly basis. All right, so that's been our look at Minnesota
1: United and Real Salt Lake. Let's take a look across the league. Minnesota have a couple games coming up by the time the next time we talk next. Uh, going down to Austin on Wednesday. I so are recording this Monday morning so we can get this out soon. Do <clears throat> the listener have time to listen to it before the Loons go down to Texas uh, in the end of May, and then they'll return home June 3rd against Toronto FC. That should be interesting because Toronto – going through a whole mess of things as well let's start there actually toronto fc uh reports came out that it's not going well between bob <laughs> bradley and the italian dps it's a just it's a mess surprisingly that the club thought we can market these guys instead of how well they'll fit what a shocker that mm-hmm. you're that it's starting to implode when you don't look at how things will fit together how players will fit together instead of just looking at the marketing aspect toronto fc When the Loons joined the league seven years ago, top of the league, they were the best club in the, in the country or in on the continent. Essentially they're winning trophies left, right and center. Now, since uh, uh, Giovinco left, since that whole run ended there, it's gone downhill quickly. Bob Bradley has not been able to have the impact that I think many people would have, would have thought he had. Uh, Bernadeski and uh, I'm forgetting the other guy's name right now. Insigne haven't had the impact that everybody would have thought they had. And well, According to the Athletic, it's because there's a lot of locker room strike between the head coach Bob Bradley and basically the players. Yeah, I think
0: sometimes fans think that all you gotta do is go out and get good players, but there's yeah. there has to be some cohesiveness, some chemistry. Um, even in Minnesota's own situation, if you don't, you know, if you're not careful and it's not managed well, how you bring someone like Emmanuel Renoso back into the fold, you can have problems. Um all sports go through this. And so, yeah, for Toronto, thinking that okay, we know these guys are kind of a pain in the ass, but they're good players, and the fans will really like us bringing in good players. That'll get them excited. Uh, you know, you you got to take into account who these guys are and and what they bring, other than just their uh, their talents on the pitch. And yeah, you have to have that locker room. Otherwise, otherwise, it's going to be a tough ride, and it's not an easy fix either right now for someone like Toronto. I think they're in a tough spot
2: right now. Yeah, I think too many people maybe just load up FIFA and they think they will. We'll just bring in whoever because it's a game and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's going to be all hunky dory because, you know, they're soccer players they are going to go long. No, there's a real world thing. Um, personalities clash, ideals clash. And uh, if stuff doesn't match uh, in the locker room, it's not going to match on the field. That's for sure. And right. But uh, Toronto's experiencing right now.
1: what the heck was that? <laughs> I don't
2: know. That, was,
1: was that whose side is that on? I, I don't know.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: That's okay. All right. We'll just try and move on. Wow. <laughs> Apparently one of our streams is being bombed at this point. So who knows? So uh, yeah, it, it's surprising. And well, I guess not really surprising when you think of how they've built that roster and, going to be a tough spot because they've got a lot of aging pieces there in Toronto. It's not going to be an easy fix for them. Another club that has been struggling that probably needs their their designated player sign, their midsummer designated player signing more than anybody, Inter-Miami. They lost this week 1-0. They are now the bottom of the Eastern Conference. And remember all the way back at, at the beginning of the season when they won a pair of games 2-0 and you're like, whoa, Inter-Miami's got it going and they're going to be flying when they get Lionel Messi at the, the midpoint of this summer nope they've gone on lost a ton of games they have yet to draw a game this season which is weird at this point of the season but they continue to lose they lose to montreal this week one nil and they are bottom of the west or the eastern conference and they don't look good doing it either they look really bad and it's not great soccer down in south florida i
0: haven't uh i haven't I don't know if I've watched a minute of their play yet for obvious, obvious reason because there's nothing to watch. But are they the worst team in the league? Uh, I mean, LA wow. Galaxy is the bottom of the West. Are they the worst team in the league? I don't know.
1: I think LA Galaxy is firmly the worst team in the league. They <laughs> yeah, let's look at this uh, 14 goals scored for Inter Miami, 18 given up. Meanwhile, LA Galaxy, 10 goals scored, 24 given up. LA Galaxy firmly control that worst team in the league, and they did it again this weekend 1 0 loss at home. To Charlotte FC, yikes, man! Uh, A Charlotte team that's not that good either. That's not getting any production out of their designated players and U twenty two players, the highest players, highest paid players on their roster, not getting any production. Still able to go all the way across country and beat LA Galaxy at home. So not only is it crap on the field for the Galaxy, the fans are revolting over front office personnel. It's just not good for the Galaxy, and it continues to be worse, or continues to get worse for them, despite them somehow beating LAFC in the US Open Cup in the middle.
0: <laughs> yeah, when that happened I thought okay, maybe they this will be the start of something for them and and it looked like, you know, real potential, you know, Charlotte coming in, you go okay, this could be two in a row and and that turns out that they're really bad. So.
2: Yeah, they're um uh, I don't know if you guys saw the the video that surfaced on Twitter of after their loss, some of the like essentially their Wonderwall fan section was down on the rail, like mm-hmm. yelling, talking to some players and Chris Klein just getting in their face and saying, like, hey, we something's gotta change. You guys gotta figure it out. And it's it's a rough look, I think, for any and club. <laughs> like the fans are clearly not thrilled for obvious reasons with the play. Um and now they're having pitch side discussions with players and coaching staff members. So it's uh it's a wild time right now in LA. Well, if I've been following it correctly, it's Chris Klein is the reason why they
1: the fans are revolting because under his stewardship as the club's president, it's been crap for them, and they have a history. As everybody in soccer knows, the LA Galaxy have a history of being one of the best teams in this league, and since he's taken over, it's gone downhill very fast. They've missed the playoffs numerous years, and that's something those fans won't put up with, especially when you have a younger club come in and start dominating and win league titles and get to the CONCACAF Champions League Finals all within a short time span. In the meantime, your club is just going downhill very quickly. So, yeah, understandable why those fans are getting upset considering the history they have <clears throat> of success. Uh, Austin continued to struggle. They lose this last weekend uh, on, on the road at Houston 2-1, a late 87th-minute goal by Ivan Franco. Gives Houston yet another win this season. They're just behind Minnesota in the standings. But Austin FC, a team that finished second in the Western Conference last season, ones will play them on Wednesday down in Austin. That's a, that's a team that I think many people expected to be good again this season, but they have struggled mightily this year. I think they went a run um, from the beginning, of April, or the beginning of March all the way till the beginning of May without a win. So it's been, it's been quite a run for them where they've struggled a lot for a team that didn't struggle at all last year.
0: I kept thinking that they were going to, you know, fall off last year. I, I was not a believer last year. I was just ahead of the thing. I was just ahead of the curve on this one. Uh, they fell off this year after they made a great, uh, amazing season last year. Um, and if you look at their roster, it's not really much different than it was last year. Um, for some reason, oh, I think teams maybe have adjusted to them, figured out what they were doing. I I don't really know what why the big change is, but um, yeah, they've. Um gotten to the point now where they're more where they probably should have been last year too but uh good for them last year great run but well it's tough to keep that up St. Louis found that out and we'll see what they do in their second
2: season that sophomore
0: jinx is tough
2: kind of what Dan said it's it, I think you waited for that fall off of the table last year and now this year seeing that come to reality after a, you know an offseason season, you're, you got that sophomore slump as some would say in there so it's uh it. it you're going to go through those trials and tribulations. So hopefully for their sake, they can get back into the upper half of things here. soon.
1: a team that seems to be coming out of their trials and tribulations start the season, sporting Kansas city. It was a incredibly terrible start for a club that has had recent success. Uh, They got going against the loons as they tend to do when they host Minnesota United down in Kansas city. Uh, But it was a four nil win for sporting Kansas city this weekend, coming off the back of a four nil thumping Uh, last weekend in uh, St. Louis. So Sporting Kansas City continues to have these ups and downs, but they do it against a Portland side that is very weird. Balloons battled them out to a 1-0 win uh, last weekend, and somehow uh, they fall, Portland fall, or two weekends ago or whatever it was at this point. I'm losing track of time here. Uh, it was a 4-1 win for Sporting Kansas City as they continue to, it seems like, maybe get their season going. They're climbing out of the depths of the Western Conference. They're still 12th. They're no longer last because <clears> – <throat> LA galaxy and Colorado have taken over for that place, but it seems like sporting Kansas city might have something now.
0: We're they're hard to figure out. Yeah. And you know what we saw of them um, with our help, they looked like a top four team. I mean, they look great. They did. Uh, they, they looked like they were on their way and might not lose for a while, but then they turn around and have have a, have a weak effort. So, so, yeah, there's some inconsistencies there, um, maybe a little bit like some of the Loons team uh, of the past where they can beat anybody on any given day, but they can also lose to anybody. And if that's the way they're going to be, uh, then they're going to be up and down, and they're going to finish somewhere in the middle, probably near that expanded playoff line uh for them you know because they're going to win enough to hang in there uh so yeah they might be a fun team to watch the rest of the year
2: yeah they had such a rough start though it's it's like um if you get an f or a d on your first test of the year then you're always watching that like gpa go so slow and it's it feels like it takes forever to get back up to you know a higher thing and now with their rough start they're playing catch up for a lot of the season so even yeah. if you really can get in that groove you're hoping that teams ahead of you drop points, make mistakes, and you are able to capitalize. And if you don't, and um, you you know, you miss those opportunities, those windows. So, you know, I good for them for finding their mojo a little bit, but it's going to be, I think um, it, it could, I think it could be something where it wears down the team to always feel like, all right, we have to get points here. We have to get points here. We have to capitalize on this opportunity. Now you're doing that the entire rest of the season and, you know, we're not even mm. at the All-Star game yet. Mm, so it's right. uh, it, it'll, it'll be a tough way for them the rest of the way. So that's been our look across the league. Let's jump into our prediction segments. We've got
1: plenty to get accountable for, uh, considering I have failed to update those for AJ. So he didn't have accountability sessions the past couple of weeks. So let's jump right into it. Dan, uh, let us know what the predictor is.
0: All right, we picked three matches, including the upcoming Minnesota match. You predict the winner, you predict the score. If you get the winner correct or the draw correct, you get a point. If you predict the score or draw exactly correct, you get a bonus point. That hardly ever happens. Uh, so we usually uh, – so who's who's up for – are you going to do accountability first?
1: We'll do accountability first since we got okay, two weeks to go it. through. Uh, the last time I updated this, boys, you were still behind me by a point. I've been gone for three shows now. You guys have only just passed me this last week by one point, so good job trying to get past me on that one. That was well done. What's hey, your great. point?
0: I don't get your point. Easy. We wanted to take
1: it easy on you while you were out. Yeah, yeah we, that's we, it. That's we, it. We, we were <laughs> trying to be nice. You guys went over over six last week in your predictions, so <laughs> we'll get me? past those. I'm on, not getting. Come on, AJ. Come on, AJ. Oh, you guys went over three. It was how. Uh, very impressive. How oh, well, Dan? You predicted a one-one draw. Are you predicted a one-nil win for Minnesota against Rail Salt Lake? AJ predicted a two-one win for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It was a one-one draw. I, I'm gonna start.
0: Uh, I'm gonna start picking the. I'm gonna start doing the opposite. I'm gonna start trying to get things wrong and see if they do better.
1: It might work out for you. Who knows I'm gonna try. Going? it.
0: That's where I'm going. I'm changing my picks right now.
1: All right, uh, Dan, last week you predicted a 2-1 win for Portland. Well, as we just talked about, it was a 4-1 win for Sporting Kansas City. AJ picked a 2-0 win for Portland. AJ also went uh, the lopsided scoreline, picking up for me in that in that uh, absence. He went 4-0 New England. It was 3-3, the game of the weekend. Three three goals for each side, six goals total, 3-3. Uh, Dan, you also predicted a 2-0 win for FC Dallas at San Jose. It was 1-1 because San Jose continued to impress the season. Uh, the points you guys did get in my absence, uh, you said – Dan, you said it would be a 2-0 Austin win at Toronto, although listening back to the podcast, you said San Antonio. I'm just going to assume you went Austin because that was the game what? for Santa. I don't it – was it's been a weird morning. Uh, either way, it was a 1-0 <laughs> win for Austin. So you got the the end result right, just not the scoreline. Then you did say it would be a 2-1 win for Minnesota against Houston. It was a 1-0 win. Uh, AJ said it would be a 2-0 win for – well, hold on. You said 2-0 win for Portland. You didn't get a point for that. Never mind. So AJ's still tied with me. I'm screwing up score lines here. is still tied with me there. So yeah. All right. So All we're right. sitting as we go into this week, Dan on 14 and me and AJ on 13 points for okay. the season. So since Dan, you're leading, I'll let you go first. So, so we can respond to your picks.
0: Okay. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna pick the opposite of what I thought because okay. maybe I'll do better. I was going to pick Seattle over San Jose 2 1. So I'm gonna flip it. San Jose 2, Seattle one. Just because I can't get any worse.
2: Um, I'm going to hopefully capitalize on the Galaxy and their supporters just going at the throat of the team. So I'm going to say Real Salt Lake beats them 2-0. All right. I'm going to, since I haven't had the opportunity to go with a lopsided scoreline in
1: in about a month, FC Cincinnati host Chicago next Saturday. FC Cincinnati are 8-0-0 at home this season as they top the Eastern Conference as the the surprise team of the season. Chicago, as we know, can get out to leads early, but then just crumble away after the 20th minute because they realize, oh, we're actually not this good. And the other teams just start piling it on. So I'm going to go a 4-0 FC Cincinnati wow. route Oof. of Chicago wow. next
0: Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Okay, is it my turn? It is your turn. Okay. Um, Chicago will take a 1-0 lead
1: oh, and on. then we got lose.
0: The,
1: we got the Minnesota games. We got two Minnesota games by the I time. have to do them both? Out. To do them both. Oh man,
0: I wanted to counter your Philly. I was gonna say Philly then wins four to one, but Chicago leads one nil. Anyway, okay, so first up uh at Austin, uh I had Minnesota one nil, so it's opposite day for me, so I'm going Austin one nil. All
2: right. Well, I'm gonna go opposite opposite day of Dan, and I will go Minnesota what? one nil over Austin FC. <laughs> I was going to be my pick because that's about
1: the only way they they win a game right now is one nil. <laughs> uh well then in that case, uh, Austin, Minnesota. I'm going to go a one-one draw. We're kind of getting all the ones out of the one way one? for this one.
0: Could have been zero. What about zero-zero
1: until Bongi starts scoring braces and hat tricks uh, <laughs> and not getting bad. one goal. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, um, and then uh, versus Toronto on Saturday, I had Minnesota two-one. I can't switch
1: You can't switch <sighs> that, can you? Are you going to?
0: I have to. I said I was going opposite. Toronto, oh, two man. Minnesota, one. Oh no! I have to. I have to
1: because I, I can't. I get you them can't all see wrong you anyway. Burdieski scoring the, both the goals and just looking at get, Bob Bradley. Get, you see me? <laughs> I get them all wrong anyway. So cool what's the difference?
2: <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> that yeah, <but> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Minnesota breaks out with an offensive just offensive flair Two goals. goals. Oh, bump the brakes, pump the brakes. 3-1 <laughs> Loons over Three. Toronto. Three.
1: 3. Look at this Three. guy.
2: Bung, 3. Bonnie Brace in the return of El Rey. Wow.
1: At this point I would be trying to just like catch up and like make up points for the weekend. You can't let
0: that go, can you?
1: No, I can't. He's going he's going wild game. <laughs> I have to match it. 4-0 Minnesota. They're just going to they're gonna send the fans home on my birthday nonetheless. Whoa. Very happy with a 4-0 win over Toronto at Allianz Field. Starting off the summer, right, boys, a 4-0 win over the side that's south of Minnesota.
0: Chocolate milk for everyone. <laughs> go on, quick trip. It'll be a party. It'll be a party.
1: All right, so time for Write That Down, our other (laughs) prediction-related segment where we each make three soccer-related predictions. They don't necessarily have to be scoreline or result predictions. They can be anything within the world of soccer, and one of them has to be at least Minnesota United-related. So let's do an accountability session. We have a lot to catch up on over the past two weeks. I'll start with me. Only two things come off the board. Earlier this season, I said the top four at the end of the season in the Premier League will be the four teams currently there. And back in February when I said it, it was Arsenal City, United, Tottenham. I didn't say that specific order. Either way, didn't happen because Tottenham collapsed because yeah. Daniel Levy doesn't know how to mm-hmm. run a team. True. And Newcastle took them over because they're funded by Saudis and they just have all the money in the world to pay for everything. So it ended up City Arsenal United, Newcastle. Unfortunately, Tottenham dropped down Europa League this season for your boys, AJ. Nope, not
2: even. Well, no, you guys didn't get any Europe? Not even the conference there you league. Go. You got are. your wish, man. You got your wish. But this is, it's going to be hard to pull in, in transfers, but boy, are they going to focus on solely, solely just playing league games. Yeah, next Whoever year.
1: replaces Harry Kane up top is going to have plenty of time to just focus as being the, uh, the lone striker for them this
2: season. All jokes aside, there was a split second when he scored two minutes into the, the game oh. yesterday where I was like, he might be able to win the golden Boot still. <laughs> How many did he need? He needed about 12. Because <laughs> okay. okay. Erling Holland is just a freak of nature. Yeah. Got He's played banned. 51
1: games this season for Manchester City across all competition. scored 52 goals. Wow. That's insane for a 21-year-old. 21. Wow. Year old? 21. Just just He's stupid. a Norwegian robot. He is a freaking machine. Uh the one thing that did come off the right, off off right for me, I did say Minnesota United all the way back on March or April 17th, Minnesota United will win two of their next three games. They won their game against Philadelphia, and they won against – I'm trying to remember this at this point. There's someone – there's another home game. It was Houston. They didn't have a whole lot of home games at that point. So they, they drew against Dallas. They didn't have a home game the next week. They had a home game in the U.S. Open Cup, won that on penalties, and they went down to Kansas City, did what they did down there, and then a 1-0 win against Houston on May 17th. So it took a while for that one to come through, but they did win two of their next three home games. That brings me up to five goals, a whole whopping five goals on the season still have nine to come off the board though so still plenty of time to catch up uh let's go second place aj you are in second place now after you went zero for five the past two weeks <laughs> you said minnesota united back in our Golasso week that minnesota united will win the u.s open cup that didn't happen you said Erling holland will score 40 premier league goals by the end of the season he finished with what 36 38? i think 37 30, 37 yeah he got he got incredibly close for his first season in the premier league uh mm. you did say two weeks ago minnesota united will score a pk sometime this week they did not uh you said one of either Leicester or Leeds will not be relegated from the premier league they were both relegated um although it was very drama filled at the end no. there as those two those declare. two hours of the final premier league game of the season are just magical for that and you just it, see the heartbreak
2: and the fans just losing their minds over every touch yeah it, and the thing is, like, the, the the title is already wrapped up, so there's no drama there. It's solely based off three teams that nobody cares about until the final week, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, and then they yeah.
1: put Peter Drury, the A-team, on the call for, for Everton-Bournemouth, the game that, like, no one would have cared about otherwise. Yeah. No. <clears throat> until they realized, oh, Everton could be relegated for the first time in 70 years. Oh, yeah. I wish. <laughs> The, the, the amount of chaos that would happen in Liverpool if that happened. Uh, <laughs> then you also said there will be at least a hat trick on the final day of the Premier League season. There was not, though. I think three players came very close. One of yours was Harry Kane. He Harry came, Kane, and he then some close. like
2: guy I've never heard of for Southampton almost put up yeah. one against Liverpool.
1: And Zaha almost scored one for uh, yeah. Arsenal as well. So, yeah, uh, you went 0 for 5 this week, so you're still stuck on 11 goals. Dan had two come off the board correctly this week uh three come off negatively though so we'll start off with those you said sporting Kansas City will be locked in the last place team in the Western Conference for the rest of the season well LA Galaxy had something to say about that damn they pretty said, damn not quickly. so
0: fast <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's our spot don't
0: take oh, it away from us hold my beer <laughs> uh
1: you said by the end of the month Minnesota United will spend time as fourth place in the Western Conference that is mathematically impossible at this gonna point so yep. it's not going to happen yeah it's not going to happen uh you said Kaiser Slotten will end the season in seventh place. Well, because of their ah. shutout loss this last weekend, they will spend time, they'll spend the summer as the eighth place team to Bundesliga. But but you did say they will get shut out by Dusseldorf. And what did they do? They got shut out 3-0 by Dusseldorf yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Or Saturday or whatever it was. So congratulations on that one. You did say uh, Dane St. Clair will get a clean sheet either Wednesday or Saturday. Well, he did it on both. So dude, congratulations dude. on that one. Do I get an you extra get, point for that? You do not. You only get ah, one rats. point. So you All got right. two points for the last couple of weeks. That brings you up to 12 goals on the season. You still have 11 to come off the board. So Dan giving me crap. You guys giving me crap the past two weeks for hoarding my picks for later in the season. Dan's over You're here following. with 11, 11 to go. AJ only has seven picks left to come off the board. So uh, Dan went first. AJ will just continue going around the circle. You'll go first here.
2: All right. My first one. Write this down. Oh, sometime this week, Song Bin Yong will contribute on at least a goal. Like this week? Yeah, this week. They got so the in the two
0: matches. Okay. Two match.
1: Yeah. All right. Write that down. All right. Loons have one, two, three, four game, Or what is that? Three games in June? Wow. That's a light schedule for June. After the the intense schedule they've had the past couple of months. Three games in June. Boys, write this down. Bang Hong Wane will score at least five goals in June. Write that down. What? He's goal going on a in, goal tear. In just the MLS matches? In just the MLS matches. Watch out for Bang Hookley Wow. Wow. That vase. Uh, vase. Uh, like That's South
0: yeah. African <laughs> finely honed Voss. <vase>. Um <laughs> MNUFC in their three MLS matches in June will not lose.
2: Ooh, I like Ooh. it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Write that down. Second one of the, the week. All right, um, my next one, write this down. Sometime during the summer transfer, transfer window, the best in the biz, Fabrizio Romano, will report on Minnesota United. Oh, man. I'm going to have to keep with all those tweets from Fabrizio? I have my, his oh, notifications yeah. are on. I don't miss a single yeah. one. He's, Neither do I, uh, but it's
1: just like, oh, God. Some call
2: him a, a, a pen merchant for reporters. He <laughs> is the best in the biz. Here we go, confirmed. For Minnesota United. Wow. I the mean, last time, the last time he reported on them was uh, Son Bing Young. So it... that'd be a big name for yeah. Fabrizio to take over. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. What are you, what are you predicting? Timo Pookie here? Come on. What's going hey, on here? Yeah, finish connection. You act <laughs> like Wood's not on the phone working, the, working that. Oh, he <laughs> better be. Come on. It's a free, <clears> go. I want a Pookie party at Allianz Field. Oh, dude. A party. <laughs> wow.
1: That's not legal yet. Wait till August. <laughs> <laughs> All right, write this down. Uh, Looking through here, as I said, three games in June for Minnesota United, Toronto, Montreal, and Real Salt Lake. Dane St. Clair will have a clean sheet in at least two of those games.
0: Two out of three. Wow. Two out of
1: three. Write that down.
0: down. Write that down. Okay. I uh, have been thinking about this for a few weeks. I do believe the LA Galaxy at some point will win some matches. Enough so that at some point before the end of the year, they will climb within three points of the last playoff spot. Write that down.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: Which That's, that's like 10th
0: place. It's, so not like that big of a, it's not that big of a jump.
2: <laughs> AJ, your final one for the week. Uh, my final one this weekend, Manchester Derby between uh, City and United for the FA Cup. It's the final. Um, this is going to come down to solely how the teams line up. So, Jonathan, I'll let you use your discretion. But okay. write this down. In that match, a non-forward will score. So okay. I'm I'm pre- I'm predicting a Casemiro screamer or oh. like a John Stones header or something. Did you like see that. his
1: pass against Chelsea? By the way, he's ridiculous. Oh, that pass, the no look chip pass through two defenders in a
2: window about this small, about the size of your face. Incredible, just I, purely incredible. I knew he was good before coming. Uh, to Manchester United, but I didn't realize he was that good. He is incredible. It's why he's the best, one of the best midfielders in the entire
1: world right now, even at the age of 30. He's simply incredible. All right. I'm going to stay away from that game because I've already made my prediction for it and I (laughs) am nervous as all hell about it because I do not want Manchester City to win the treble and I don't have a whole lot of faith that Inter will be able to stop them in the Champions League. So... Inter. The one time we're actually rooting for... Lukaku and Jekyll. and Jekyll to do their thing. Come on, come on, boys! Darmian and Mkhitaryan, former mm. Manchester United players, stopping Manchester City. What a glorious thing that would be! Lataro Martinez hat trick before he comes to Manchester
2: United and does it week in and week out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you can't have you can't have you can't have him and Osimhen and Harry Kane all up front. So I don't want Harry Kane. I'll just take Osimhen and Lataro Martinez. <laughs> They're just sitting here. What does that have to do with Kaiser Slaughter? Just a combined 350 mil. Just a perfect...
1: <laughs> it's a money Manchester
2: thing. City did it. Why it's a money wait? thing. Yeah, it is. All right, go did
1: ahead. Did you make your pick? No, I'm still. Oh, I go, did AJ I, miss... and I are, AJ and I are still <laughs> talking <laughs> Premier League stuff. I, go, I, feel AJ like like, I missed his pick. Dan's just sitting here. This has nothing to do with two Bundesliga. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's the only league that matters. <laughs> Dusseldorf. can't <laughs> even watch most of the games in this country. Uh, write this down right now. Montreal sits above Columbus, and both those teams basically just swap coaches this last off season. Well, Montreal gave or let their let go of their coach for some stupid reason because their manage, management's idiots. And right now, they're sitting above Columbus, who should be better than they are. That's how it'll finish, boys. Write that down. Montreal wow. will finish above Columbus. Columbus will miss the playoffs. Montreal will wow. make the playoffs. It's a bit wow. of a harlot. Right, Write this down. Wow.
0: That's Very a good, good one. Stuff, Stocking right. up at the end. I had so many good picks, and then AJ forced me to change my third pick. Uh, sometime in the next two matches, Wednesday and Saturday, as part of the play by play call, you will hear the term horse with legs.
1: Oh, hold on. Write hold
0: that on. down. Write that down. <laughs> that seems-
1: You're the only person who can, who, who can make this happen. You can't call this. This is on you. <laughs> well, really? Well,
0: what do you because i you the only
1: person who can make it happen
0: okay if i combine that
1: you are going to say it
0: if i if i combine south african Voss, was it work for you
1: no because that's like a that's what's less than a
2: bunt single at this point <laughs> are we
1: just handing you the base is this a ghost runner that's sing? that's something <sighs> out of the
2: dugout that's into the on deck circle
1: this is just giving you second base because it's extra uh,
0: fine fine <laughs> Be that way. I'll go with the other one I had written down before that. <laughs> um, my third one is uh, Cincinnati will be the first team in the MLS to clinch a playoff spot. Write that down. Whoa!
1: Write Ooh, that. I down. I like baby. it. Write that down. It's like Golazo week, and we're hitting Golazo. I like it. <laughs> All right, that's been write that down for this week. Some good write that down. Some good predictors. Some good chat about Minnesota United boys made it 51 minutes. Uh, let's uh let's go home and enjoy the uh, enjoy the Memorial Day Monday here.
0: Yeah, have a great day, guys. Can't wait for Wednesday. Go Loons.
1: Wednesday night, 7 p.m. pre-match show, 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Same times, same channel on Saturday for Minnesota United. Toronto should be some fun times ahead for us on the broadcast. And then we'll be right back here with AJ on Monday night or whenever we decide to podcast again and wrap up two games in a week. Once again for Minnesota United. Boys, we'll talk to you then. Loons fans, we'll talk to you Monday night as well. See you.
2: Bye.